The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This story happened with a dear friend of mine. His name is Rab Arya Roden. Rab Arya Roden is a Rav in Dallas, and he got smicha from Chavetz Chaim many years ago in Queens, and then he went out to build a shul. Now, he became the rabbi of the young Israel of Dallas. It's a very small shul at the time, and he was sitting home one afternoon, and a young fellow came into his house. Never met the guy before. He said, Rabbi, can I have a few words with you? I just got back from Israel. I'd like to talk about religion. And this guy, Leonard Froman, and Rabbi Arya Roden got into a discussion. A discussion about religion. A discussion about Yiddishkeit. And they spoke for more than an hour. And Leonard was so touched by the Edelkeit and the refined character of Rabbi Roden and what he had to say about Yiddishkeit that he said, you know, I'm going to give a donation to the shul. I'm going to send you. Now, Rabbi Roden thought he was going to say $100, $200, or whatever. He said, I'm going to send you $2,000. Rabbi Roden told me he almost fainted. Who comes to a guy's house or a rov's house and gives money without being honored, without being asked, without being cajoled and pushed or whatever? And you know something? Leonard didn't send 2000 He sent 3000 And he started coming to shul. And... One or two years later, when Rabbi Roden moved six miles north and he built his own shul, Leonard moved there together with him. And he became a frum young man. And he had his friends come as well. And they also helped build the shul. And they all became frum only because of Rabbi Roden and the influence of Leonard Furman. And now Leonard, Rahman al-Atzlan, was never married. And at 49, he had a massive heart attack. And he passed away. And at his funeral, his mother got up and said, I cannot thank enough Rabbi Roden for bringing my son Leonard back to his roots. And every penny that I ever gave to the shul, she's going to match it. She gave the shul $50,000. Could you imagine? And then when it came to the shleishim, Rabbi Roden got up to speak. Listen to what he said. He said, I remember the first time that Leonard came to my home. We had this wonderful conversation. And after we had the conversation, I said to him, Leonard, there's so many shuls in Dallas. Mine is such a small shul. Why'd you come to my house of all places? He said, Rabbi, I'll tell you. He said, you know, I just got back from Israel. It's the first time I was in Israel. And we did all the sites. And then near the end of the trip, we went to the, co- to the Kotel. They went to the Kaisal Maravi. That's where the tour guide took them. He said, I didn't know anything about prayer. All I knew was Shema Yisrael. But then I saw that people were taking their names, putting it on a piece of paper, and they put it in the wall. And that's what I did. And then I turned to my right and I see a man was praying. And he was praying with such an intensity. I wish that I could be connected to God just like him. It was so magnificent. And the truth is I wanted to give money. But it would have been embarrassing. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. But that stayed with me. His intensity of prayer. And when I came back to Dallas, I went into the bakery. And I said to the guy behind the counter, a friend of mine, I said, you know, if that guy who was praying at the wall, if he came to Dallas, where would he pray? And he said he would pray in Rabbi Roden's shul. That's why I came to you. And Rabbi Roden said to all who gathered at that shalashim ceremony, he said, imagine when that year, that year Shalmi, we'll never know who he is, but when he gets to Shemayim after 120 years, Hashem's going to say to him, you know, Rabbi Yid, because of you, a shul was built in Dallas. Because of you, so many be- people became from in Dallas. And he's going to say to Hashem, Dallas, what's Dallas? Dollars I heard of, I never heard of Dallas. 
But of course, Hashem's going to be right because that guy was a role model. And that's the final lesson that we have to learn when we come to shul on Shabbos or during the week. Coming to shul is not only a privilege, it's a responsibility. Because if you walk in on time and you don't talk during davening and you listen during laning and you have your children davening next to you, you're a role model. Just like that fellow was a role model. Again, it's not only a privilege to come to shul, it's a responsibility. And if we can only understand that the way we daven is a role model for everybody around us, I can just tell you, in my shul where I davened for so many years, Rav Teitelbaum's shul, we had a fellow who davened. We used to love to watch him daven. His name was David Schoenbrunn, Oliver Shalom. Nobody davened like David. Every word, as I said, he was counting jewels. Every word, with Kavona, every word, slowly, meticulously. That's how you have to daven. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.